Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Stripe Show podcast, Happy Hour Express. Everything you need to know from this week in golf in under 10 minutes. As you know, I'm your host, Samantha Marks. I'm going to get you caught up on everything you need to know from this week. We've got a lot going on. We've got the Valero. We've got the ANA. We've got the ANWA. Since I last saw you, my good friend, Joel Damon, who we're basically besties now, he won on the PGA Tour for the first time. So we got to talk about that. DJ announced his championship dinner or his champions dinner um, venue at the Masters. Apparently, the cause is determined for Tiger's crash, and Brooks Kepka apparently got engaged a month ago. So, like I said, we've got a lot to get to. Let's dive right in. We've got the Valero Texas Open um, out at TPC San Antonio. I talked a little bit of, to Travis about this course. He used to do a little bit of work out there when he worked um, for a PGA Tour Academy, and they had an academy out there. He said the range is one of the windiest spots on earth, quote unquote, to Travis Fulton. So, Whoever can stay under the wind this week will definitely, um, it will be advantageous for that player. Camille Vijegas came out guns blazing on Thursday. I haven't heard his name since he won the Honda several years ago. So I'm super excited to see him playing well again. I've always loved his swing, loved his style. The first thing I think about him is he was the guy who kind of made Jay Lindbergh cool. You guys remember that? Um, that trend, that was crazy. But he shot eight under on Thursday. Um, um, to take the lead just behind him. Yes, we're going to talk about Jordan Spieth, whatever. Twitter is just, y'all need to stop. Like, I get it. I don't think that because he's had three top tens or whatever this season, that that means he's back. We need to stop with that. Um, until he's until he's winning consistently again. Um, obviously, I'm so glad that he's found his swing and he seems to be more comfortable over the ball. What does annoy me is that he shot five under on Thursday and then goes to his post-round interview and said that he hit it so bad and needs to go to the range and needs to find his swing. That's so annoying. Like, that is so annoying. That's every guy in your foursome that you hate when they shoot 75 and they say, let's go to the range. Don't do that. Um, as I said, Joel Damon won last week. Super excited. If you guys missed it um, on my Twitter page, Joel actually came out and played the Winter Park Nine Skins game with us. Um, I think it was about a month ago now, right after the uh, Arnold Palmer, when he miss, missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer he tweeted and was like, hey, anybody want to play this afternoon? And I tweeted back at him and I said, yo, we got a skins game. It was one of the most fun rounds of golf I've ever played in my life. Um, very down to earth guy. Really wanted to get to know everybody in the group. Um, his caddy Gino came, uh, JT Poston's caddy Aaron Flenner came. So we had such a good group. Um, and I'm definitely a Joel fan for, you know, what he's been through in his life with cancer and um, how highly he speaks of his family. And he said several times, you know, I don't a lot of these guys out here like want to be the number one in the world and make it make an impact on on the game of golf. But I want to make an impact on my family. So it really speaks to me. And I'm, I'm definitely a Joel Damon fan. And he unfortunately does not get a master's invite with his win last week. Um, but I think that's going to put him in a very good position. And I know he's going to be feeling better about his game heading into the rest of the year. And this is kind of peak golf season. I mean, I kind of think about golf season as like the summer and that's when all the most of the majors are starting with the masters. So super exciting stretch of golf coming up. Um, so I'm excited to be here with you guys. We've got the ANA inspiration, um, which um, Michelle, Wee is back again after playing last week. She didn't play very good last week. Again, she was, coming back from maternity leave. Um, she shot 70 in the first round. And like I said, last week, she she didn't play very well. And a lot of people were
blurb, you know, kind of being rude about it on, on social media as, as people are. Um, but for me, Michelle is so good for the game that I would love to see her in contention. I don't necessarily need to see her winning, but I need to see her up there on the leaderboard. Um, I think she does a lot for the young people in the game, the young girls in the game, and she's a role model that people can very easily look up to. So I'm excited to see her back. And then still on the ladies note, we've got the Augusta National Women's Amateur. It was canceled last year. So we've got this is technically the second um, the second version of it. And so exciting. Rose Zhang co-leads through 36 holes. If you know anything about amateur golf, you know the name Rose Zhang. She is a baller and she leads or is in the top five of every leaderboard, every tournament she plays in. Um, so she co-leads after 36 holes. The first 36 were played at a champion's retreat. And then the last 36 are played at Augusta national. So super exciting. Uh, I have a former teammate playing there. Uh, Brooke Matthews made the cut. So she'll be heading to Augusta national. I'm super excited for her. So go hogs. Maybe she can make a late charge, but I, I tweeted the other day that, not to say that I would make it, but I'm really jealous that Anwa did not exist back in my day. Um, I just couldn't imagine getting to play there when these girls are, you know, 20 years old. Some are even much younger than that. So super exciting times for them and um, excited to watch it on TV, too. And then we've got the drive, chip and putt leading right into the Masters where Dustin Johnson announced his champion's dinner, which is very bland. It's like mashed potatoes and something and like. I, I was very unimpressed. If it tells you anything, I read what it was about an hour ago and I already forgot. So that means it just wasn't very um, catching to me. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when he said it was just he didn't know if it was just going to be sandwiches or something. I kind of hope it was that would be very or I kind of hoped that it would be that would be very Dustin Johnson like. Um, so we'll see. But it does open with pigs in a blanket. So that pretty much checks out for Dustin Johnson. Nearing the end here, we've got um, Tiger's car crash out in L.A. The cause was determined. The sheriff from uh, L.A. County said that the cause was determined. The investigation is over. However, they said that they will not be releasing any details because of privacy concerns. Basically, what that means is that Tiger's camp told them not to. Um I find slight problem with this, not because I'm curious or I want to know what happened. Um, I've worked in the news industry before and I know how these things go. And this stuff is public record, to be honest with you. Like you can go find an affidavit from most crimes that have been committed out there um, and read them as a citizen of the United States. So I think it's just a little bit protective. Um, obviously, I get it. He's a big figure in the game, a big figure in sport, a big figure in the world. Um, but at some point, I mean, he does and everyone should be treated equally. And that, in my opinion, from working in this space, um, I would be frustrated if that was, you know, my job was to report on that case. And it kind of is. So again, I'm not saying that because I'm curious. I'm I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he's going to be fine. I'm glad he's home. But I think it's just a little bit. Um, I think sketchy is the word I want to use, um, that there was no signs of impairment. No, nothing was wrong. It was just a freak accident. And now they're not explaining what happened. So I don't know. Again, I'm not the right person to ask, but I think that um, that was an interesting development this week. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, that's really weird. We haven't heard anything from Tiger, from anybody in his camp about, you know, how he's been doing since he's been home, how his injuries are healing. So again, hopefully that, um, that we, find out something soon. Um, 
So last up, we've got Brooks Kepka apparently got engaged. Um, and this was announced on Thursday afternoon by Jenna Sims on her Instagram. And kind of took us all as a shock because it's April Fool's, right? Is which there were so many, so many crazy things on Twitter and Instagram, you know, a, around April Fool's. And that was my first thought was, okay, well, this is an April Fool's joke, whatever. And then I saw the ring and it was the pictures and it was the whole thing. So um, the catch, though, is that it happened on March 3rd which is about a month ago. So I'm trying to figure out why you would wait almost a month um, to announce your engagement. My first thought as a 26-year-old female is that maybe they were just waiting for the professional pictures, but I'm not sure. Um, as we know, Brooks had surgery about two weeks ago on his knee. My joke on Twitter was that his knee looked fine in the picture where he was proposing to Jenna. Obviously not the case because it was two weeks prior. But anyway... Nevertheless, Brooks and Jenna happily engaged. Uh, the pictures were awesome. The ring looks amazing. They were both wearing like t-shirts and Nikes. So definitely my kind of engagement. Somebody messaged me on Twitter saying congrats on the engagement because they thought that that picture of Jenna Sims was me. So I'm just going to go out on that note. And I can say that I can die happy knowing that somebody thinks I like Jenna Sims. So that's all I have to say about that. Congrats to both of them. But hey, we're right at 10 minutes. Thanks for bearing with me. This is my promise to you. Bring you everything you need to know from this week in golf in under 10 minutes the most amount of news the least amount of time as i like to say up what happened and we'll meet again next week and guess what it will be masters week and i've got some exciting stuff coming up i might be doing a giveaway travis might be doing a giveaway and guess what everything is going to come straight from the augusta national masters tournament merchandise tent so get excited you can officially say if you won that you got stuff straight from augusta national so stay tuned to the stripes show podcast on twitter on instagram subscribe if you have fun with me leave us a review we're going to be doing a giveaway on that account as well and i really appreciate you guys support again i'll see you next week have a safe and fun weekend that's it for me we'll see you soon Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.